1: Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. William Carey was a pastor who lived in rural England and was burdened about the church's commission to take the gospel to the nations of the world. The inward-looking church at that time was taken up with dotting I's and crossing T's doctrinally. And when Carey broached the subject of world missions at a meeting of pastors, he was met with this response from a fellow minister. He said, young man, sit down. When God pleases to convert the heathen, he will do it without your aid or mine. The church at that time largely believed that the Great Commission only applied to the apostles to whom it was originally given. Carey, though discouraged by this kind of attitude, refused to be dissuaded from his course. His tenacity and commitment to the cause of taking the gospel to the world eventually led to the birth of the modern missionary movement which in turn resulted in what one has called an astonishing and unprecedented expansion and growth of the church over the following 200 years. Carey's ministry philosophy is encapsulated in his famous statement, Expect great things from God. Attempt great things for God. This is Set Free with Ken Legg.
0: And thanks for joining us, Phil here, along with author and pastor Ken Leggan. It's been an interesting week looking at sharing the gospel. And Ken just mentioned William Carey. He was a man who had a deep burden for missions, but he was met with much opposition, especially from the church. It's not surprising that he would be opposed. We know the enemy doesn't want the good news of the gospel to be preached to the nations. But Ken, you wouldn't expect the opposition
1: really to come from the church itself. That's right. In fact, Kerry met with a lot of opposition and many obstacles. Uh, he was opposed by his fellow countrymen in India. He was unsupported by his first wife. He experienced disease uh, and many other trials, yet he persevered. As you say, Phil, he even got opposition from the church itself. See, Some of the teaching at that time on the sovereignty of God was taken to the extreme and was partly responsible for the church's failure in world Evangelism, You know, I mentioned at the beginning of the program that pastor that tried to shut him up and say, Mm -hmm. you know, young man, when uh, God wants to save the world, he'll do it without your help or mine. Now, God, of course, is sovereign. He can do anything. But the fact is, the Bible says that God has chosen through the foolishness of preaching to save the lost. You know, Mm -hmm. they get saved by someone going to them and preaching the gospel. In fact, Paul, you remember in that sort of chain of events that he talks about in Romans, he says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But then he says, how shall they call on him whom they've not believed? And then he asks, how shall they believe in him of whom they've not heard? Mm. And then he says, how shall they hear without a preacher? And then finally, how shall they preach unless they are sent? And this is where the
0: missionary thing comes into it. It's pretty logical that we need to go, isn't it? And as you say, you know, his deep burden for the lost and the cause of missions, kept him going despite all those knockbacks. Yeah,
1: he was actually inspired by many other missionary examples. For example, David Brainard, who was a a man who just poured himself out just ministering to the Red Indians in uh, North America. And uh, John Elliott, many of us know of John Elliott and his uh, mission to the Aqua Indians uh, in North America, and uh, particularly he was influenced by the writings of uh, Jonathan Edwards. So he was inspired by uh, men like this. And uh, how about this, Phil? He wrote a book about missions, and this is what the, this was the title of the book. Uh, how about this for a title? It's a humble attempt to promote explicit agreement and visible union of God's people through the world in extraordinary prayer for the revival of religion and the advancement of Christ's kingdom on earth pursuant to scriptural Promises and Prophecies Concerning the Last Time. Goodness me. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that, this is no joke, that was the abridged oh. version of the original title, what which was going it, to be 187 words. So the whole title <laughs> was just about the book by the sound of it. <laughs> yeah, you're, that's right. You need a few pages just for the title. But uh, as a consequence anyway, the Baptist Society for propagating the gospel amongst the heathens was the outcome and the modern missionary movement was was born from that moment. Mm. So Kerry, he lived around the end of the 18th century
0: and gave birth to that modern mission movement. But what's happened since then? Has the church actually
1: moved on in missions or not? Well, again, there's been many stops and starts, and uh, we can make some broad summaries such as this. Overall, the church is growing, yet most of the growth is in Africa, Asia, and Latin America. Um, Though Christianity as a whole is growing slower than Islam, the growth of Islam is almost entirely through procreation, you know, Mm. from family members and so on, Um, whereas evangelicals are actually the only religious group that is growing rapidly by means of conversion. So that's an encouraging fact. It is. Yeah, in fact, the growth rate for evangelicals is three times that of the population growth. So uh, God has been doing some great things around the world over the last 50 or 60 years. Mm -hmm. No doubt about
0: that. What about looking to the future, though? Is the church going to finish that unfinished task of taking the gospel
1: to all nations of the world? I believe it will, because Jesus said, I will build my church. And he said he's not coming back until the gospel is preached to every nation of the earth. But let me just share some other facts with you. And incidentally, I need to give credit to uh, Patrick Johnson who wrote uh, a book called The Church is Bigger Than You Think, mm-hmm. uh, a great book, by the way. Uh, he said this, approximately 15 to 20% of the population of the world have never had the opportunity to hear the gospel. And most of these are, w- are within what we call the 1040 window. That's the area extending from the west coast of Africa to the east coast of Japan and from 10 degrees north of the equator to 40 degrees north. Okay, so north. that's where
0: the ten forties comes That's the 1040 in.
1: window, okay. yeah. There's about 62 countries in that region, uh, consisting mainly of the massive Muslim, Hindu, and Buddhist populations. Uh, approximately about 2.5 billion people live in that, that, that window. Now, what's happening there? That's the big question. If we're going to fulfill the Great Commission and take the gospel to these nations, what is happening there? here's a summary church planting is taking place now church planting is important to the sharing of the gospel because we need every community needs a witness mm. you know amongst it to take the gospel into that community now the church might be underground but there needs to be churches planted to to spread the gospel around uh, literature is one thing that's happening it's estimated that over half the evangelical Christian world attribute their conversion either partially or or fully to the agency of literature. That's quite amazing, Phil, mm, isn't that's it? A lot. Um Every Home for Christ, for example, has a vision to distribute the gospel uh, through literature to every home and institution in all countries throughout big the world. It's a huge vision, but they're getting on with it. There's, now, a, there's a lot happening with electronic media too, isn't there? Well, let's talk about radio. Of course, we've got to talk about radio. We love radio. Radio, <laughs> radio can penetrate where other forms of outreach can't, and that's the wonderful thing. Um, millions have come to Christ by means of radio ministry. I don't think we know how many, but truly millions. And that includes hundreds of thousands of people in remote locations where no church exists. Um, moving on from there, TV, of course, you know, satellite TV mm-hmm. is able to beam the gospel into countries where it's prohibited for missionaries to go into those lands. And then there's, you know, the Jesus movie. You know the Jesus movie? Yes, Um, It hasn't had a big impact in the West, but throughout the rest of the world it's had a huge impact. In fact, almost one billion people have viewed that film with an estimated decision rate of 46 million people coming to Christ. So God has used things like this to bring people to himself, and there's there's, um, innovative and creative ideas and ways and means of taking the gospel to those places where you know the traditional miss- missionary can't go and actually preach the gospel. Wow, that's all so encouraging
0: but I guess you know you can look at all those figures around the world and countries that need to be reached and think I will never go there. Uh, what about me here locally? what do I do in
1: taking the gospel to all the nations if that means my own? I think that's a great question Phil and and of course we we can't personally on just single-handedly, change the world but we can change someone's world so it comes back to that thing of the oikos you know what is the world that God has placed us in Mm. your oikos is not my oikos I I probably will never uh, have anything to do with the people in your circle of influence because I'll never come into contact with them and, and you with mine so the question we need to ask is where has God placed us and let's bring it back to our own personal world and what God is saying to us because whether somebody in this country hears the gospel or the other side of the world, they are all people for whom Christ died. Well, that brings us to
0: the end of our series this week. Hope you can join us next week when we start a brand new one. Until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Lake and details about Ken's ministry, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.